we are truly celebrating today. I'm feeling festive. I figured I wanted to pull out uh, some some props to celebrate the day. This is like a, a monumental day. So we got gloves. We got a little we got a little bell ringing in the uh, festive season. So here's the question: How do runners like us remain active, get stronger, and heal from injuries without being told to stop running? and create a healthy life for ourselves so we can continue to hit PRs well into our 40s and 50s. This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. My name is Dr. Dwayne Scotty, physical therapist, running coach, and creator of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hey, runner, before we get into this episode, I want to know, have you ever wanted to run at your most confident and strongest without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts so you can stay sane running and feel good about yourself again? Well, that's exactly what I help runners do in the Healthy Runner Strength Program. For 18 years, I've been helping runners get stronger all over the world who struggle with reoccurring injuries or those that struggle with knowing exactly what exercises to do to improve their running. I myself am an adult onset runner and suffered the common running injuries that many get like hamstring pain, knee pain, and plantar fasciitis. It wasn't until I figured out how to strength train in order to run that I was able to stop getting injured and was able to hit PRs and run 23 half marathons over the past nine years. All the while maintaining my mental sanity by getting in my daily stress-relieving runs. This program is perfect for the dedicated runner who constantly gets injured during training cycles or the beginner runner who doesn't know what to do to strengthen their body for running. I see a lot of runners who are coming back from an injury and don't know how to train differently now that they're weaker than they used to be and they want to come back stronger than they were before. Here's how the program works. This 12-week strength training program will take 60 to 90 minutes of your dedicated time two to three times a week that you will improve your confidence and strength without having to wonder what to do for workouts in order to run, to maintain sanity, through structured, running-specific total body workouts. So if that describes you and you want to be able to improve your confidence and get stronger without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts so you can stay sane running and feel good about yourself again, just click the link in the show notes to this episode and join the Healthy Runner Strength Program today and let's take your running to the next level. Without further delay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to the Healthy Runner Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the live Healthy Runner Podcast within our Healthy Runner Facebook community and going live on Instagram tonight. I'm going to be talking about what exercises you should be doing for running. Have you wondered which exercise is best for running? Do you want to know what exercises make you run faster? What exercises should you do instead of running? So welcome to the live launch party. In case you just found out, today is the big day. It's finally here. It has been nine months in the making and the brand new program for dedicated runners is live and available for purchase for Cyber Monday. 
So imagine you running at your most confident and strongest without having to think or spend time wondering what you need to do for workouts and run this winter so you can feel good about yourself again. The new Healthy Runner Strength Program will do just that and is for the dedicated runner who wants to level up over these next three months and continue moving forward even if winter is coming and we are still going through COVID. So by the way, for those of you who are listening to this on the podcast, you need to check out the video version because we are truly celebrating today. I'm feeling festive. I figured I wanted to pull out uh, some some props to celebrate the day. This is like a, a monumental day. So we got the gloves. We got a little... We got a little bell ringing in the uh, festive season. So I'm a big holiday fan. I hope you all had an amazing Thanksgiving with your families. I had a great, great day, a great long weekend with my girls. It was just the four of us, uh, but we made it a great time. If you guys haven't seen on Instagram, I did post the uh, TikTok uh, dance that I did with my girls. Um, so we like to have fun. Made spark up the first uh, fire of the season. So that was fun. We love the fireplace. Uh, fortunately, we don't get enough time usually because we're so busy uh, to actually make fire. So it was great on Thursday to have a great like five or six hours of just the fire going. We played games in front of it. Um, Blocus is one of our new favorites. Uh, Sequence. Uh, Clue is always a staple. Uh, so those are the, the games in the Scotty household. Let's get started with our dynamic warm-up like we do for every episode because this could be your first episode and you're like not sure who is this clown right now wearing a Santa hat um, talking about exercises and why is he wearing a Santa hat? Why has he got a bell? Why is he ringing in the season? Uh, for those of you that don't know me or you're new to the community, I'm Dr. Dwayne Scotty. I'm a physical therapist, run coach, and creator and owner of Spark Physical Therapy, where we help active adults be able to run without aches and pains so you can feel good about yourself again. So essentially, I help two types of runners. I help runners that are in pain, that have running injuries, such as hamstring pain, Achilles pain, plantar fasciitis, um, knee pain. So iliotibial band syndrome. So those are the common culprits. Those are the most common things that I see in my clinic every single day. I've seen a bunch of runners today um, that we helped out, especially after the long weekend, everyone was getting in. So it was a busy clinic day for me, a busy launch day for me. So I appreciate all of your patience. For those of you who've been getting messages from me, who've been reaching out to me, I will respond to you. I will get back to you. Um, but that's why I'm super, super excited, honestly, about this new healthy runner strength program, because this is really something guys that have been in the making for 17 years. So 17 years, I've been a physical therapist and I've been prescribing strength exercises for the runners that I work with to get them out of injury. And then if they're lucky enough, if their insurance paid enough, then I was able to see them for a little bit longer. Um, and give them the strength exercises to actually get back to running. And then once I found that Spark Physical Therapy, I wanted to work with runners differently. I wanted to be able to actually take runners, bridge that gap from being injured and being in rehab, so to speak, as opposed to saying, you go to rehab, you have an injury, doctor says no running, you go to PT two to three times a week for six to eight weeks, PT says, great, you're done with PT, you have no pain, you're discharged, all right, discharge, have a nice life. Now go back to running. So there was definitely a pattern I noticed in a lot of the runners that I saw that they would get discharged, they would go back to running, I would see them in three months from now because that injury would just come back. So that is why I founded Spark Physical Therapy, my physical therapy clinic, where we really bridged that gap and really put my patients in charge 
and gave them strength exercises. So as we started this Healthy Runner community on Facebook, on the podcast, if you guys have listened to any of the episodes that we've talked about um, so far, you know how passionate I am about strengthening your body, making it more resilient to help prevent injuries as well as improve performance. So I was just talking to a runner about that today as far as strength training, and they were worried that they would get slower. They were worried that they would bulk up too much um, and they would lose some of their speed. So that is something that is a misconception and is a myth. So we're going to like do a lot of myth, myth busting tonight. So I really want to know is what do you want to know about exercises for running? And I've never done an episode like this yet on the podcast. We've done deep dive specifics and I will reference other episodes as we go along, but I figured to kind of package this up into some common questions that you might have seen, such as, you know, what exercise should you be doing? What exercise will make you run faster? What exercise um, should you do besides running? So that's... That's how I wanted to kind of package this episode as well as answer to a little live Q&A launch party style of the Healthy Runner Strength Program. And honestly, that is the genesis to why I put that together because I only have so much time in our days, right guys? So I am helping many runners one-on-one, but I want to be able to help more members in our Healthy Runner community learn the principles that I teach my runners that I work with on a one-on-one basis so you can actually implement this into your training. And that's what I pretty much did with the Healthy Runner Strength Program is kind of package it up, provide you the structure, the direction, and the specific exercises that you need. Today's episode is not to pitch that. It's really to talk about the core principles. So I want to tell you almost like get in my mind, in my mind, my 17-year-old PT mind and brain and the patterns that I've seen in many of the runners and the what we call pattern recognition of what has worked for the runners that I've worked with, what has helped them get PRs, what has kept them injury-free, what has gotten rid of their hamstring pain for good so it didn't come back. Those are the exercises and the design that goes into this program. So that's what I kind of want to share with you is those core principles tonight. And I think you're going to find a lot of value in this episode. This is a little debate in my household. So we have two Christmas trees. So yes, we have two now um, because we've gotten so many ornaments now, um, which is honestly a great thing because I don't know if you guys are like us, but every year we get more Christmas ornaments to kind of signify events in our lives, right? So when my wife and I got engaged, we got like two engagement ones. We got a couple for the wedding. That was actually one of our things that we gave out for our wedding was a custom ornament because our wedding anniversary is actually coming up this Friday, December 4th. So um, we're coming up on 15 years. So kind of excited about that. But our wedding was in December. So we have all these like memories in these ornaments, right? So every Disney trip, uh, we get ornaments. Every every place we visit, we get an ornament. So it's like our thing, right? So now we have so many ornaments that we needed to buy two trees. So two Black Fridays ago, I bought nice little Black Friday special. So traditionally, I'm gonna I'm gonna let you guys in. This is a little like behind the scenes sneak peek at uh, what the Healthy Runner podcast host does when he's not uh, talking about podcast episodes is I've been a huge Black Friday fan. Um, I've gone out every single year, probably for the last 15 years and 
get up at 4 a.m. just like I do every single morning for my runs or to go to the gym and I go to the stores. It's like my workout. So talking about like interval training, talking about switching up your workouts for running, like do a Black Friday, not in a pandemic. And that is a fantastic workout. I would come back with a car like full of all these boxes and I'd have a blast in the meantime, um, get back at like 8, 9 a.m. and be done with my shopping. So this year, I didn't do any of that at all. I actually did not purchase one thing on Black Friday. So that's why I'm super excited to honestly be here live with you on Cyber Monday. So let me know, guys, are you ready if you are currently strength training and you're ready to take it to the next level so you can make the first three months of 2021 the best running you have ever experienced? Because the core principles that we're going to be talking about in this episode are really what exercises you should be doing for running. That is really the foundation of the Healthy Runner community, the healthy, whether it's on the podcast, within the Facebook group. And for those of my friends on Instagram following at Spark Your Training, if you guys have seen any of the posts, you know that's what I'm all about is strength training in order to run. So first question is what exercises should you be doing for running? So this really goes back to the first five episodes of the podcast. I started this podcast because of that question and it has evolved since, right? So we started it kind of talking about exercises and now we're coming to the end of 2020. So we kicked off, for those of you that don't know, you just started following along, kicked off the podcast last end of February, beginning of March, essentially. It was like the last week in February, Apple, like was approved the podcast. I was like, woohoo. I thought it was going to take like forever. Um, they approved it and we were good to go. I think the first episode came out the last week in February and we've been doing one every week since that point. I've been showing up every week for you guys, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, live within the Healthy Runner Facebook group. And then every Thursday, you're going to find a new podcast episode for your listening ears. If you get that early run in on a Thursday or you got to commute into work, if you are commuting into work during a pandemic, then listen to the podcast Thursdays or wait for the weekend during your long run. The first five episodes of the podcast was all about what I call the spark blueprint. My big motto is we need to train in order to run. If you haven't heard that before, then you're going to hear it again. Because again, that is my kind of core principles is we need to train in order to run. Specifically, strength train jump train, train on one leg, and also don't forget about your recovery exercises. So training for recovery, and I kind of put these all in a little bucket. So this would be like your foam rolling exercises. This would be your stretching exercises, whether it's dynamic stretching, so like a dynamic warm-up, like the five-minute um, dynamic warm-up that we have, or our static stretching. So when do we do our static stretching? Before or after our runs? Type it into the comment box. Let me see. Let me see those of you who are here on the live. Uh, Cheryl says after. Ooh, let's see if anyone has anything else to say on when we perform our static stretching. So for those of you who don't know, static stretching is you hold, you, you think about like your classic hamstring stretch, you bend over, touch your toes, right? You held that for probably 20 or 30 seconds. So when is the best time to perform that before or after your runs? We're going to come back to that. I want to see if some other people before I give away the answer kind of comment in the comment box so we can clarify that. But those are really the exercises you should be doing in order to run. So strength train, jump train, train on one leg, and then your recovery exercises. 
to take care of those muscles that have been working so hard during your runs. So let's get to which exercises is best for running. So the best exercises, or the exercises that are best for running, I should say, is really ones that work your running specific muscles. And that is kind of the genesis of the design of the Healthy Runner Strength Program is we work one of the main running muscles at least once in every workout. It's an equal opportunity exercise program. A lot of times when we go to the gym, sometimes, and if you've seen exercises and maybe you don't have a science background, you don't know much about anatomy and muscles and all of that, like I couldn't tell you the first thing about numbers, spreadsheets, I'm like terrible, right? My wife will tell you bills, financials, like all that stuff. She's the accountant. She takes care of that. I could not tell you anything about that. It's funny. Some of my clients will like laugh at me because sometimes my Excel spreadsheets that I kind of lay out their program, um, get all messed up and there's like equations in there. I don't know what the heck is going on. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect everyone to know anatomy, muscles, how they function. And when you design an exercise program, you need to make sure that you are hitting all of the muscles in order to prevent muscle imbalances. And there are certain specific muscles that we call running specific muscles or muscles that are used when you run. So some of those muscles, not in any particular order, are the hip abductor muscles. So those are the muscles on the side of your hips. That, I, I say it first because that is the most common muscle that I often see neglected in people's training programs. So when they're doing exercise in the gym, and most of the exercises that you do in a standard HIT program, um, so those of you who want to get a good workout in in like 20 minutes, 30 minutes, right? You do like this HIT program and you're supersetting everything. Awesome. Cardiovascular. It's great to like work your metabolism. That's great. However, it might not be the best thing for your running if you're not working the side hip muscles because when you run, you're standing on one leg every single step of the way, your side hip muscle is what stabilizes your pelvis and keeps it level and prevents your knee from going in, prevents your foot and ankle from going in and prevents things like plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendinopathy, knee pain, whether it's IT band pain or runner's knee. So that's how important these side hip muscles are. So that, sorry to get on that soapbox, but if you want to learn more about that, check out episode two of the podcast. That is where I really do a deep dive into strength training in order to run. And I talk a little bit more about those hip abductor muscles. Next, we have our hip external rotators. Those are your deep external rotators. Those control the rotation of our leg bone, our femur bone. So that long bone, the longest bone in our body, that controls the rotation and what happens at the knee. So if those muscles are weak, then that causes issues at the knee biomechanically and can be a contributing factor to iliotibial band, patellofemoral pain, runner's knee, shin splints, ankle tendonitis, Achilles tendonitis, plantar fasciitis. So that's why, again, this is the rationale. I'm, I'm kind of explaining to you why it is that we focus on these muscles in these run-specific workouts in the Healthy Runner Strength Program. Next, we have the glutes, the glute max, the biggest muscle that we have in our body. And uh, Mary actually talked about that in our episode last week. If you guys didn't catch it, uh, we did have to do a little rerun episode um, in order to get the audio for the podcast. So I did have an 
awesome chat with Mary on Thanksgiving Eve. So if you guys missed that, check it out in our Healthy Runner Facebook group, or you can check it out at sparkyourtraining.com. You can get the replay of all of our live trainings on my website, and you can catch the video replay on the YouTube channel at Spark Your Training. But Mary talked about, we talked about the glutes getting cold during winter, and she actually gave us a great tip on using like a wool type of uh, compression short underneath your leggings or underneath your pants that you're running with. And that's something that I noticed that the glutes are always getting cold in the winter. And the glutes are a very, very important muscle for when you run. And it helps. It's the biggest, biggest protector of the hamstring tendinopathy. So that proximal hamstring tendinopathy, that pain at the top of your hamstring, right at your butt, your sit bone area. And many runners within our community I know have this condition. I've talked to many of you guys, right? We all focus and I've, I've kind of educated you on the glutes. And that's why we need to bulletproof our glutes to prevent things like that from happening. Quads. We need to strengthen our quads. We need to strengthen our calf muscles, especially for endurance, as well as the hamstrings. So those are the best exercise for running as well as working those exercises standing on one leg like you do when you run. All right, so let's get back to the comment box here. Going back to our main question here was static stretching. Do we perform before or after your runs? Cheryl says after. Lou says, I'm so ready for another PR. Lou is ready. Lou is pumped. He's got a little BQ. Um, Kat says after. Gene says after. Matt says after. Sean says after. Brian says, Brian says before. All right, Brian, we need to talk about this, buddy. Um, Sean says after a nap. Um, and Jean says, me too. She wants to get stronger. And Lou's got a little like emoji getting stronger. So yeah, so you guys got it. Static stretching in case you haven't um, heard this before after your runs. I still see folks when I go to the track performing static stretching as soon as they get to the track before they even start running. So make sure, guys, static stretching, if you're going to do it, do it after your runs. The best thing you can do, though, is your dynamic warm-up. Movement prep, turn those muscles on. We have a five-minute dynamic warm-up available on my YouTube channel. If you don't have the link of that yet, you can go right to the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. It should be the first video. I think I like saved it at the top for you because it's been the most popular watched uh, video on my channel. But if you can't find it and you're on Facebook here. If you comment five minute warm up in the comment box, I'll shoot you the link so you can get that five minute warm up in case you are new to our community. So, next question, guys, I have for you is what exercises make you run faster? What exercises make you run faster? For those of you who are here in the live, let me know what types of exercises do you think can run faster? Um, as we're waiting on that response here, Lou says stretching after the run, but not after an extended long run. Thanks so much, Coach Lou. Man, Lou, you're always adding uh, great knowledge to our community. Thank you so much for adding that. I agree 1,000%. After a long run, I know my muscles do not like being stretched. So think about those long runs if you're doing half marathon training, marathon training, your muscles, honestly, they're so fatigued and they're they're like tightened up now and they're less resistant to stretch. I, I prefer actually foam rolling after those runs and doing some light mobility. So kind of light mobility work to loosen things up, get them moving, get them out of that running specific. Um, and Kelly, what's up on Instagram? I see you. 
I see you, Kelly. I know you're in our Healthy Runner uh, Facebook community, but you're here on the live on Instagram, and you put in the comment box there, plyometrics, and you would be right. So Kelly's nailing it on Instagram. I love it. Kat adds that it's a great dynamic warm-up. Uh, Andrea, jump training. Andrea's been following along, too. She's got some knowledge up in there. Another uh, professor there. She's got some knowledge. She knows a little bit about the jump training. So, yeah, guys, if you want to get faster for running, you need to do plyometric training or jump training. So that is where you're actually leaving the ground when you exercise, returning to the ground, and controlling that motion. Just like you do when you fill in the blank when you run, right? So when we run, our foot leaves the ground and then it returns to the ground. We need to dissipate those forces. We use our muscles to do that. And if you have weakness in those muscles or your muscles can't function in that fashion, then you're going to have more what we call joint reaction forces that go up your foot, up to the knee, up the whole chain, up to your hip, up to your lower back area. So for those of you who have like super high arches, which is not the most common foot type, but they are out there. I just evaluated one today. If you have a super high arch, we call those chandelier shakers. They like walk around their hardwood floor. They're not sneaking up on anyone. You hear them coming from a mile away. You guys know who they are. You know who they are in your family. Those, those, People can't dissipate forces. So they should be running. And when we talk about shoes and footwear, they should be running in something more cushioning to dissipate those forces. So they're not just getting rock hard bones and then their joints don't really unlock a lot to dissipate the forces because pronation, which is where your foot flattens, the whole purpose of pronation and why we pronate is to act as a shock absorber to help dissipate those forces. If we didn't pronate, we wouldn't dissipate any force and then we increase our risk for stress fractures. So that is the whole purpose of pronation. That's why it's not great if you do have a super high cavus foot type, we call it um, really high arch because you are more at risk for getting something like stress fractures and because your foot cannot dissipate the forces. However, if you're on the other end of this pendulum, the spectrum, and you're that kind of flat pancake foot, where you're like a ninja, you can like sneak up on anyone, no one hears you coming. And then you're on like the other end of the spectrum where because your foot splays out so much, a lot of times it puts a lot of extra strain on the soft tissue, so the tendons. So that's where plantar fasciitis, Achilles tendinopathy, ankle tendonitis, shin splints, all of those things happen from kind of too much of that pronation. I forgot, honestly, how we got um, on that little rabbit hole there, but hopefully that was helpful to understand what pronation is and why we, oh, this is why we were talking about jump training, is your muscles need to be able to dissipate those forces from if you have that high arch foot, you need to be able to use those muscles so they don't go up the chain. And then if you have that low arch foot, if you're landing when you're running and your foot's going in like this, then your whole knee is going to go in with it. So then that causes a lot of the problems that we see up the chain. Being able to train your muscles plyometrically or with jump training makes you more efficient so you can dissipate those forces when you're running. Helps prevent injury and, and will make you run faster. So training plyometrically is definitely one thing is one of the things that I find missing in a lot of runners' programs. The other thing is when you strength train, you need to strength train explosively. Not every single exercise, but you need to have some exercises dedicated to explosive training. So those of you who ran through our beta um, 
kind of healthy runner strength program back then when COVID first hit in the spring. In case you, you guys weren't around then, I call it the Spark Fitness Program where everything got shut down, gyms were closed, so I started working out in my living room. And that was really the beta test of this Healthy Runner Strength Program. Do you guys remember that explosive lunge exercise that we did, like kind of go into your sofa and you went into what we call a triple extension? So you worked what we call the posterior chain, the back of your leg. Mary actually talked about that on last week's episode, but using your calf muscle, using your glutes specifically, and you use your hamstrings as well, but kind of coming out from a lunge position, exploding up like triple extension. That's what you're going to do when you try to increase speed when you're running. So if you want to get faster, you do need to train explosively. So you want to think about kind of exploding through certain strengthening movements. Kettlebells are another nice way to train explosively. So I actually happen to have one right here. So kettlebell training can be very effective at using the weight to gain some explosive movements. So you should be training explosively. You should be doing jump training if your goal is to run faster. Definitely training goes into that as well. So let's not forget that element is you need to run and train faster with specific speed work or tempo runs or doing intervals on the track and doing your speed work in order to get faster. So we do know that, but also in your strength training program, make sure you include explosive elements, explosive exercises, as well as jump training or plyometric training. So I just see here on, on the live on Instagram here, Colton, man, what's up? Hey, I need to give you a shout out, buddy. I hope you're doing all right. I hope you're doing well. I haven't seen you in a while. So I just wanted to give you a, a little shout out. And then also Kelly here on Instagram says she's got a flat pancake foot. Um, so that's her. So it's going to be super important for you, Kelly, is to strengthen these run specific muscles I was talking about to control a lot of that excessive motion that your foot, that your knee goes through, um, during your runs. So those, those are going to be super important. Lou says 80 to 90% easy run and 10 to 20% fast tempo run is the most helpful for endurance runs. What if you're worried about jump training? Will it hurt your knee? Um, so Kat has a question there. So um, if you have bad knees or if you've had knee pain, can you do plyometric exercises? The answer is yes. However, I would say you need foundational strength first, Kat. So you don't want to jump right into, <laughs> pun intended, jump right into plyometric training or jump training without having that foundational strength. So I always like to make sure that runners have that foundational strength. Matter of fact, within our Healthy Runner Strength Program, what we talk about is I kind of explain the exercise of the workouts in the beginning and those that never did jump training before or if they were brand new to exercise or strength training, I actually tell them in the intro video that you should not do the jump training exercises. So I give you alternatives. So we do squats, we do lunges, but we don't leave the ground. Um, if you've been strength training for a while and you've been doing exercises, then that is when you do want to start training your muscles plyometrically with jump training. So make sure you have your foundational strength first, um, Kat, and then get into the jump specific exercises to allow your muscles to actually be able to tolerate the demands of jump training. For those of you who have no clue what I am talking about as far as jump training or plyometric exercises, I am not talking about 
jumping off boxes. You probably have seen that before. So if you're like listening to this and you're like, oh my goodness, I didn't know I'm supposed to be doing jump training in order to be a better runner. I don't want you tomorrow to start jumping off boxes. That is the last phase. That is in my actual level three <laughs> plyometric program is jumping off of boxes. So you need to start at level one. So I actually have a program that I start all my runners on level one. And this is actually what we start out in phase one of the healthy runner strength program. So that for the first six weeks, we're really building your foundation and we do phase one and we do that once a week. So plyometric training should be done once a week. I recommend usually I find honestly in most of us are probably uh, middle-aged adults and I don't think our bodies tolerate more than that during the week. If you're younger and you're in like your teens and you're listening to this first out, first off, like shout out to you. I was not listening to podcasts when I was in my teens. And if you're in your twenties, same thing, like you are ahead of the curve. You're going to be like killing it. You're going to be like blowing me in the dust when you get to my age um, and you're in your forties. So if you're younger, you can maybe tolerate like two sessions a week, but usually for most of us, we're, our bodies are only going to tolerate um, because it's a lot more demands on our bodies doing jump training uh, once a week. And that's where we start out in the Healthy Runner Strength Program is phase one. If you guys want, honestly, the level one exercises and you, you want to start implementing plyometric exercise tomorrow and in the gym, in your home, during your workouts, just type in level one jump into the comment box if you're here on Facebook um, or even on YouTube. And I will actually shoot you the link to that video because that's a great starting point. It's a great foundation. And I actually haven't been doing jump training for probably honestly five months right now. Once I started getting to heavy half marathon training because of the mileage and because of all the speed work that I was doing, I... I stopped doing my plyometric training. And that's why winter and this kind of off season, if you will, is the best time to start adding in plyometric training. But even myself, I've been doing plyometric training now or jump training for 10 years, really since I started running. And because I used to do them as part of workouts in the gym prior to being a runner, um, and I knew the importance of them. But every single season, every single year, when I start them, I, I don't go right back to where I left off at level three because my body isn't ready for those demands. I start at base again. I start back at the ground level. I start at level one. And I'm always so amazed by that first workout that I do. I literally, I'm like half leaving the ground. I'm like probably going 50%. And my muscles are so sore because it's a new demand that's been placed on my body. And your muscles respond to that by getting sore, right? And they respond to those demands that are placed on it. So start out slow with these. So that's my main point and start with level one. So if you want those level one um, exercises, I will shoot them uh, back to you. So what exercises to do instead of running? Honestly, guys, to answer that question, it's really everything I just talked about is you should be doing the principles within the Spark Blueprint. And one of the one of the successes that I think I have finally occurred and one of the things that's kind of been pushing me, um, especially during this launch week. Um, by the way, guys, this has been like a tremendous amount of work that I had no clue what I was in store for, but I am super excited that it's finally here and this Healthy Runner uh, Strength Program is finally here. But one of the things that I've done is the 
Spark Blueprint, in which I've referenced before and was kind of those first six episodes of the podcast, which is really my five tips for healthy running, which is really to train in order to run. So strength train, jump train, train on one leg, treat the soft tissues to do soft tissue care or your recovery, right? So that's a foam rolling, stretching and or recovery, what you're doing for recovery and then training properly smart with proper progression. So those are my five tips for healthy running, which is part of the Spark Blueprint. I have finally put all of those principles, all of that content in those first six episodes into a PDF. So for those that are getting, and I didn't mention this at all um, in any of kind of the pages for the Healthy Runner Strength Program, for those of you who are joining our program, you will get the Spark Blueprint. You'll be the first to get the Spark Blueprint PDF version, which has all the clickable links for all the videos of the exercises that I recommend for starting out, for training on one leg, for doing your plyometric training. And it's kind of like the blueprint. And again, the more in-depth version of what we're talking about tonight that are the principles of the Healthy Runner Strength Program. So you guys are going to get the Spark blueprint um, for free, that PDF that will be released. So I'm excited about that. In this episode, guys, we talked about what exercise we should be doing for running or the core principles of the Healthy Runner podcast and the new strength training program. So during my final stretch here on the podcast for this episode, if I could change one thing about the misconception of the best exercises for runners, what would that be? So I'm asking myself a rhetorical question. Is really doing something different than running in my mind, is not enough. So yes, it gives the body a break from the demands of running, but does it make you a better runner? Does it strengthen your running muscles? And does it prevent common running-related injuries? So I pose that question back at you, and that's how I think about those types of things. And the only reason I say it in that manner is because I do find, in some respects, the term like cross-training and just basically do any form of exercise that isn't running, in my mind, that's not good enough. That's not good enough to make me a better runner. That's not good enough to help prevent my plantar fasciitis from flaring up, to help prevent my hamstring pain from coming back, to help prevent my knees from being achy, especially when I do hills. That's not good enough. So that is why I designed the new Healthy Runner Strength Program. So for those of you who are here on the live, this is going to be as we kind of close this out here, this episode. Um, if you have any questions about the program at all, um, please drop them into the comment box. And if you guys are watching this on the replay, drop them into the comment box and I will answer you. Um, but if we want, we can make this a little live Q&A. I do have frequently asked questions on the page with all of the information about the program, but I would love to um, answer any of your questions that you may be having right now. I know Cheryl's doing her Christmas lights. Cheryl, let us know. Are you done yet? Did you get them all up? Um, so Lou says he agrees that uh, the beta program is tremendous help when everyone everything shut down in the end of March. It helped him get the motivation back and the foundation for the following PRs. Yeah, Lou had an amazing race season during a pandemic. Um, so I was like super pumped to have you in the program, Lou. And for those of you that don't know Lou, he's you know been a staple within our Healthy Runner community. He's a fast runner. So he just qualified for Boston. Um, so this program was really designed for the beginner runner to even someone like Lou who's you know really fast. And we had collegiate runners um, who were in the program. So that's what's um, really 
neat about this program is that I designed it specifically for it to be scaled, whether you're a beginner or if you're more advanced, then I pull out all the advanced exercises that I've been doing for years. So I like have a little one up on you guys because I can do them because I've been working and training for years to, to, to master these exercises. Um, so that's the cool thing about the program, but hopefully you guys learned something in this episode. Um, and you may be struggling to get your workouts in and you know, you should be strength training, but you weren't sure what to do or what exercises to do. So if you're looking for more direction and guidance, this new healthy runner strength program will be honestly that for you, for the dedicated runner, um, like myself, who really wants to level up over these next three months and continue moving forward, even if winter's coming and COVID's still around. So when all this went down in the spring, I was not going to let COVID get the best of me. I was going to continue working out. And that is really when I actually put um, pen to paper, put the mind together and really design this beta program and really tested it out, right? So we had 30 runners who jumped in that initial beta program um, in the spring. And the feedback has just been amazing, honestly. Some of the feedback, I shared many of it on the page about this Healthy Runner Strength Program. But, you know, the things that were said were, you know, my legs always used to feel heavy every time I ran. I always thought I wasn't a runner. I was just trying to force the issue. And then once they started strength training and doing the exercise that are in this program, they noticed that their runs were getting easier. They noticed that their legs were not as heavy. They noticed that their achy knees were not as achy anymore. They noticed that their hamstring pain wasn't as painful anymore. So these were just some of the many comments that I got. Um, Lou is one of the, you know, who really never did much training on one leg before. And he noticed some weaknesses um, that he actually had, right? It's some of that balance and training on one leg. However, I must say, like Lou, I got to give you a shout out because Lou is by far the, the guy who I have seen jump the highest ever. The guy was like literally a kangaroo seeing him jump on video. He was jumping like over my shoulder and I'm, I'm like almost six feet. I'm like 5'11 and a half, 5'11 and three quarters. Um, so he's definitely uh, got to give you a shout out and, and props for that, Lou. Um, so guys, if you don't want to stop moving forward, I know I don't want to stop moving forward. I'm keeping going forward. Nothing's slowing me down. Get the workout plan. Get the specific exercise and get the structure to improve your confidence and strength for running. So if you're interested in that, you're here on Facebook, comment cyber because it's Cyber Monday. Come on, let's be honest um, below. And I'll send you the link to make the one purchase on Cyber Monday that will help you stay sane and run this winter, allowing you to meet your spring running goals. So this is when it starts, guys. If you guys have half marathon goals, marathon goals in the spring, it starts now. So this is your foundation. This is when you should be plyometric training. This is when you need to hit the weights. And if you've been strength training for a while, add load, add resistance, and start adding muscles to actually get stronger. Um, so Kelly's got a question before we go. Kelly says, should you do your workouts on run days or on non-run days? Great question, Kelly. Awesome. So that varies. It depends upon your level of fitness and if you've been doing strength training um, up until this point. So if you have been doing strength training, I would say that most runners do well doing a easy conversational pace run so two, three, four miles, no more than four, and then doing your workout after that. Never do it reverse. Never do your workout first and then run. 
for those elite runners out there, I know many elite runners who do, they actually allow that recovery. So they actually piggyback their strength days with their hard effort sessions. So they really have a hard day. So then they can have an easy day for recovery. Most of us are probably not at that level. I know I'm not. Um, but most of us do well um, doing it in that fashion. Run first and then strength train. If you do strength training first and then try to run, your leg is going to feel extremely heavy. And that's what some people noticed when we were doing the program in the spring. So that's why I mentioned it. And it was a great question, Kelly. So thanks for asking it on Instagram. Um, is It depends upon how many days you're running as well. So if you're only running three days, then I would say do it on different days. You know, strength train three days, run three days. So that could be a good... Um, that could be a good um, program for you. So hopefully that answers your question. So Wes, what's up? Thank you for jumping here on the live. Uh, Cheryl says lights are on one of the trees. She's working on the ornaments. Nice. Thank you for the holiday decorating update, Cheryl. Um, Latoria says nice progress. Cheryl's like, congrats, Lou. Uh, Cheryl says my hips, I find at times bother me. Best exercise to strengthen the hips. Ooh, Cheryl. Yes, those are actually all in the program. So the hips don't lie. I just spent a lot of time talking about the importance of the muscles and strengthening them. Um, so I'll give you like one teaser right now. The best isolation exercises for those side hip muscles is lying on your side, sliding your heel up the wall. So if you don't know that exercise, I call it the humbler. Um, it, it humbles everyone. So I just had three runners in here today and we talked about that exercise. We have some that are progressing, so they've gone beyond that, but we talk about doing that humbler one time a week. So kind of keeping it up one time a week just to make sure you're activating those muscles. They're also great for pre-run. So to do them before you run to make sure those muscles are turned on after you run. Cheryl, if you want the video of that, just let, just remind me by putting a humbler, honestly, right? Humbler into the comment box. I will get you the link for that exercise. Um, Latoya says that she's thankful for the beta program, kept me safe. Uh, kept me moving and got me stronger. Awesome, Latoya. Thank you for sharing that. Lou says agreed. Cross training is great, um, but one has to run in order to improve running because of specificity. Like swimming helped with cardiovascular endurance in general, but to improve running, it's not um, as much. So he's saying, just Lou is talking about that's not really equivalent. Swimming can improve cardiovascular endurance, but it's not specificity of training kind of lose talking about um sean says do you cover how strength training fits into your running plan so yeah so sean we just kind of talked about that um i recommend for most of my folks those easy run days do your strength training it depends upon how many days you're running in your plan so if you're running only three days a week i would say do them on opposite days of your runs if you're running five days a week then i would definitely take two of those days make them easy run days, two, three, four mile days, and then do your strength training. So I, that's what I do. I do Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I do my, depending upon how busy I am, how much time I have, either a two, three, or four mile run um, at the gym before I go into the gym. So that's almost my warm up for my workout. I get nice, easy conversational pace run in before my workout. So hopefully that helps you, Sean. I would not recommend at our level, honestly, doing them on hard effort days if you are doing tempo runs or speed work at this time. 
Uh, Lou says, thanks for the shout out. So thank you all, honestly, for taking the time out of your day during Cyber Monday. Hopefully you were like productive and maybe you ordered some things while you're here. Maybe you're going to head over to the Healthy Runner Strength Program and order that up to improve your health for running for the next three months. And one of the things also, guys, is some of the questions I've been getting is how long do you have access to this program? You have it indefinitely. You have it forever. So you will have all the videos of all the specific exercises. So I laid this out for you guys and really packaged it together um, where there's spreadsheets. So you see the outline of the workout. There's clickable links for the exercises as well as the videos are just housed there for you. So you can go into the video library and view the exercises. Um, so I've made it simple for you. You will have this indefinitely. Many of the runners that I work with from a run coaching standpoint, one-on-one, -on -one, I give this program to and we cycle it around. So I switch it up as far as phases. So you can do this 12-week program. And then essentially, you can go back to the beginning because we change the exercise after six weeks. We start like base training, foundational principles, get the strength up for six weeks, and then we progress you on phase two or the second six weeks of this program. Um, but those foundational exercises, you can add a tweak to them. So I always show you how to make the exercises harder, how to make them easier. So that's what you can do. You will have access to this program um, forever. So it's, it's gonna be something, and that's honestly what I'm most proud about, about accomplishing this is that now I have something to give you guys that you can have forever. And my hope is by listening to the podcast, by contributing within our Healthy Runner Facebook community, you will learn these principles that I've learned over my 17 years as a running PT, that I've learned as a run coach, and implement them into your training. Because I don't want you to honestly be dependent upon me to help you all the time. I want you to learn the principles, help yourself, be able to get stronger, run faster, and stay healthy, right? So we can continue running well into our 40s, 50s, 60s, hopefully until I'm in the box, right? That's my goal. I want that goal to happen for you guys. So thank you all for jumping on here on the live on Facebook, whether you're listening on the podcast, whether you're watching on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Um, if you guys liked anything I talked about today, just please, if you're here on Facebook, hit that like, hit the love button. It will just help this go in front of more people's feeds as they're scrolling Facebook, worrying about Cyber Monday deals, worrying about what is going on in this chaotic world that we live in. Uh, maybe this can actually show some positivity because we're getting festive. We're a little jolly today. We got the Santa Bell out today. So this was fun. This was a, a great little launch party that we had. Guys, coming attractions, I need to tell you about this because we got a lot of content for you coming up here uh, within this next month. This Thursday, we have special live podcast episode. So it's not our normal Monday night uh, because I needed to get these guys in. So if you're wondering if Garmin Watch should be added to your holiday list, you're definitely going to want to check this out. Join the conversation with myself and Stephanie Schultz and Joe Hicks from Garmin. So we have Garmin uh, representatives coming on. Joe is the lead pro product manager of Garmin's consumer segment and is ready to educate us on how Garmin watches can help stay help us stay healthy and log those winter miles. And then next Monday, 8 p.m., I have two amazing colleagues of mine. Um, these guys are just like an amazing duo. Um, this is going to be a really fun. Um, I have J&J &J coming on, two PTs, um, who are going to do pain explained for runners. So that is what these guys do. Um, they're going to break it down for us. Why do we feel pain? What is pain? And we're going to kind of 
related all back to running and how it affects us as runners. So that's exciting. Make sure you tune into that if you're wondering where you look for any of these, these live trainings. You want to join the conversation like all of our friends here did tonight, then jump in to our Healthy Runner Facebook group. Check out the events. I always make an event for each of those every Monday night, 8 p.m. We go live within the group. So kind of find us, go into the Healthy Runner group. Sometimes it's hard like for Facebook, whether or not it shows it on your newsfeed. But if you go into the group and you refresh it, it's like weird. You, if you go into the group, you don't see the live, but you need to like scroll down, refresh it, and then you'll see us pop up live so you can join the conversation, ask your questions. I love to interact with you guys. I don't want this to be one-sided. So if you're listening on the podcast and you've just been listening, you haven't been interacting, like reach out to me. Reach out to me on Instagram, at Spark Your Training. Like do a little screenshot, tag me in it. Let me know you caught the episode. I love to meet you guys who are listening on the podcast. I know now we're having listeners all over the world, and I think that is super cool. Um, thank you so much for listening, honestly. That's all I have to say. Hope this was helpful for you. And as always, guys, stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time, bye. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Healthy Runner Podcast. Can I please ask you for a couple of favors? Can you subscribe to The Sucker wherever you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or wherever so you never miss another episode? You'll be notified when a new episode drops every Thursday. Can you also please leave me a rating and review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts? What I want you to do is to tell them how awesome you are as a runner and then tell them what you have liked most about the show. I love to hear what you have to say. I read all of them and it means a lot to me. If you haven't seen the video version of this podcast, then head over to youtube.com forward slash spark your training and you can see the video version as well as our full video library of exercises that are specific to your running on the Spark Your Training YouTube channel. Also, if you like the content in this podcast, then you will like the community even better. Head over to our Healthy Runner free Facebook group so you can get all the bonus content, blog articles, and get your questions answered by myself and our team of Healthy Runner coaches. The fifth and final thing I want you to do is that you can help this podcast out by taking a screenshot wherever you're listening, whatever episode, and put it in your stories on Instagram and tag me. That is at SparkYourTraining. If you do this, I'll give you a shout out and repost it, sharing your running wins while listening to the podcast. More importantly, we'll be able to share this information with a lot more runners because that is the goal, guys. We want to get this information in front of as many runners as possible to help them stay healthy so they can stay on the road doing what they love. So take a screenshot, share it on Instagram stories, and tag me in it. You can also find out how I help runners as well as our brand new Healthy Runner Strength Program by visiting our website, sparkyourtraining.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I just love our Healthy Runner family. And remember, guys, let's stay active, stay healthy, and just keep running. Until next time.